First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, and welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast. Pod of the Everyman, I'm Jordan, here with Drew. Drew, how's it going, brother? It's going great. Two Brew Crew. Yeah, yeah. In the house. All right. Um, so let's get into the niceties as they've been come to known. Uh, the Two Brew Salute. Assume position. Is that how that works? You do it You do it right in the beginning? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> the two for one, you like uh, forgot. Totally forgot. Like five minutes in, it's like, oh, shit, I guess we're supposed to do this, right? <laughs> Guess that's the whole whole name of the podcast. Oh man, great stuff! All right, assume Game positions. Three, two, one. Ah, got it. Sweet. Um, all right. So I think my brother had something from this uh, Pipeworks Brewing Company out of Chicago. Uh, Blood of the Unicorn Hoppy Red Ale. I think he had. Ninja vs. Unicorn before. Blood of the Unicorn. It is a super busy can. There's like, uh, there's so much going on. Oh my gosh. Anyway, let me just take a sip. That's that sounds that sounds all kinds of wonderful. Um, so my biggest thing with this is I wanted to see if it was close to like Nugget Nectar. And is it's it? no, it's really not. Um. I well, was, that's that's disappointing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it's good. Um, let me. It, it's good. It's just it's just not nugget nectar, which I was hoping it was close. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to let you and everyone know I'm only doing one beer tonight. We have medical situations in the house. I kind of need to be not buzzed after just crushing two giant beers after uh, in like an hour. So, <laughs> or hour 15 or whatever we usually do. So I guess that's um, reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's, um, let's get into, I guess you, you wanted to touch on, uh, Chris Colbert or Chris Colbert, as I like to call him. Um, yeah. well, I'm, I'm drinking from an El Segundo AF by, uh, by the way, but that's okay. Oh, oh yeah. My bad. Clear sorry. sorry. I got, Wrong I got thing. this. I got distracted. I'm sorry. It's all good, brother. Hey, by the way, I meant to tell you. So my brew, my uh, beer store now has El Segundo. Uh, like I was this oh, close. Oh, nice. To, Which one? Uh, the Broken Skull. Yeah, I was this close oh, to sweet. getting a Broken Skull, and, and be, you being like, "Wait, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my line." Oh God. Oh, you've had. Did I, did I bring one to your house that one time? Yeah, twice. Yeah, it's oh, so tasty. Um. Anyway, so um, you wanted to touch on Chris Colbert slash Colbert? Yeah. Um. Listen, the fight, like, it wasn't, um, he fought Nyambear, I can't, God knows they don't pay me to pronounce names correctly on this thing, um, late, it was a last minute substitution, um, you know, he basically had a week and a half to prepare, and he stepped up in weight, so it was his first fight at 130, uh, Colbert's, he, dude, he's got a really good jab, um, he gets really fancy in the ring, his problem is he's got no power. Like I was trying yeah. to think, uh, I was you didn't watch, you didn't get the chance to watch the fight. Right? Oh yeah, no, I did. 
Oh, did you? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's landed a lot of punches. Like, he's doing a lot in the ring. But for as many shots that he was landing, like, it never seemed like Nabar ever was in danger of getting knocked out yeah. or just even dropped. So, I, I was trying to think at, like, 130. That's the only thing I wanted to talk about with him. Like, could you, like where would you even rank him? Like, is there, who would you give him a Pre- shot against? It, honestly, it, pretender. I, I don't know who, um, but, like... I, I from now I had it on in the background while I was watching other stuff, um, and I was just like, oh okay, like at no point did I feel like oh like he's like he's crushing him, he's about to he's about to end this. Like I was just kind of like they were throwing punches at each other, and it was yeah. like, well, I, well I guess he wins that round. Like I oh, thought, he wins that round too. Okay, like yeah. it felt like we were watching one twenty two pounders fighting um, or or lighter. Like it was just like it was like it was kind of weird. Yeah, it really was. I like and I mean he's I mean he's PBC and all the all the best one thirties are at uh at top rank anyway, so not like they'll admit, you know, there's those two companies apparently PBC doesn't want to work with them and to be fair, maybe top rank doesn't want to work with them either. But the only real like legitimate one thirty that's in PBC's house is tank. So maybe maybe that's a fight that maybe You know happen. what? I mean, as stupid as that is, like pro- that would like fit for tank because it would be like kind of a name although it's not like it's not like it would draw like like it's not like colbert colbert or colbert or whatever is like bringing like anybody to what am i trying to say like he doesn't yeah, have a not, fan he's not he's yeah it's so yeah he's not bringing in additional fans into the stands y- yeah, yeah exactly um yeah so i guess like I, I i mean i i, I like the way that i mean i, I liked his jab i mean like I said he was quick with it I just, you know, like Shakur, like our, our boy Dan was talking about salivating it, watching him fight Shakur. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't even know if he'd be Col- able to land Colbert? that on Shakur. Yeah. Oh. Like, I was no. just like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's smaller. He's, he, he, I think the only guy that he wouldn't be incredibly smaller than would be Valdez. I mean, other than that, I don't know. It was, it was, it was weird. Like I said, I mean, a lot of people were talking about him. Like they're high. Like boxing uh, Twitter, uh, yeah. boxing Twitter is very high on Colbert uh, or Colbert, <laughs> however you want to say it. Yeah. I just, no. I don't know. He just, to me, just for as many punches he landed, just never seemed like he did any damage. And I don't, I don't think that he looked. Like I said, he did some, some fancy. You know, he was show, you know, showboating in the ring, which you know I love those kind of guys. That's just my thing. But like when you're, when I'm talking about, when I'm looking at like fundamentals and like technical boxing. I just don't know how he'd fare in there with a Valdez or a Shakur or shit. I mean, even Herring. Like, I don't know. So Yeah, correct. Like, I don't even think he's as good as Herring. And, uh, and like, I'm sitting there watching, like, why is he not dominating this guy? Like, why is he not? And yeah. it's not like it's not like the other guy was, like, well, you know, and, and again, you know, anything, that, but... that guy had a week and a half to prepare, and it was his first time fighting at 130. Right. So like, why did he make that's... it past five rounds? Like, yeah. it's just... Yeah. I, silly. yeah I, it, didn't, it didn't make a ton of sense. Um the most like, interesting, the most interesting thing about the fight is that tank, tank the tank fight was the uh, quote unquote undercard for it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the replay the, of the tank the, fight. The yeah, replay. that's hilarious. Um, and we finally got a chance to watch it on like a real fee versus a bootleg. The tank fight, and I think we both talked about. I think we both had it. You, I think you had tank for for everyone. Whoever the hell on Showtime was scoring the rounds that had Barrios, what you know, well ahead of of, of Tank Davis. 
you know, I had I had it as a draw going into the eleventh, but that tenth round we talked about was really close. Uh, Swing round, both, both yeah, both guys did great work. I just thought that Barrios landed more, and I thought Davis just had the more the impar- better, maybe the not better even impactful, hitch. but yeah, yeah, he had he had the shots that like had the crowd going. That you know that a lot of times the body language can swing. Uh, and then obviously you know you knocked him out, and you had tank up by one at that point. So. So that was fun, but that was that was the last week in boxing. Uh, we'll keep we'll keep I'll keep an eye on Colbert. We'll see who he fights. I tank up now. by one going into the tenth. So he either won the tenth and was up two, or was I had it as a draw. Yeah, so sorry, I, I, I thought I, I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of did, but I, I anyway. Anyway, yeah. it's yeah, old news. Um, but this week coming up on a Friday night fight on Dawson slash Dazon. <laughs> Jesus. Stop that. stop that nonsense. I will never stop that. So um, uh Jojo Diaz stepped in here to fight Fortuna, which he did get a full camp in, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. he's been at least two, three months since uh, when did – Yeah, because yeah, Garcia took his uh, sabbatical from boxing. Yeah, he needed – he needed ago. he put in for PTO. Yeah, um, I wish – can people stop, like, tweeting about him and how he's back and he's ready? This, like, nobody cares. Like, I, Yeah, he – Yeah, nobody he's cares. He's so – flat-footed and no yeah like you said nobody cares um so <laughs> diaz fortuna uh here friday night um i i know you're probably not as interested in it i i'm no, i kind of am well, i'm very interested in it i really I you, these are yeah man i told you i you know i i love fights that kind of set up the fights that set up the next fight and yeah. i think uh i think this fight if jojo Jojo Diaz came in at one. Th- he made he made weight by the way, one thirty four point four. Yeah, so, saw his, that, so yeah. His, his sauna must have been working. Um, <laughs> uh, if 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 he wins this fight, and I, t- I said it two weeks ago, I I think he's a legitimate name that maybe t- gets a tank fight in October. I could see that because I think he's again. I think he's got somewhat of a fan base. Yeah, but you know what? In a normal world, yes. But uh, what's his name? Uh, Mayweather already said they're not going outside the company. So, is oh, I guess he. Yeah, is he? I don't. See, that's th- but that's the thing with the zone. Like, I don't know. I don't know if D- is it a Haney thing where like he just partners with. Oh, like, I, he, I just like, don't know. Is that. he like a free agent? Yeah, I never know because like Canelo's not. Canelo doesn't have a contract with the zone. Like, I, I don't think he does. I think he's just working with them for fights. Well, he did. I think it expired. Well, no, that was with um, that was with what's his name, um, Golden Boy, or whatever. I was talking about Canelo, oh, not Haney. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, Canelo was with uh, what's his with, with Oscar, De La Hoya's crew, and then yeah, yeah. He, he got out of that. So, but either way, I I just it's a name. He's got a he's got a lot of wins, right? I think he's thirty one one and one. I think Diaz is. So he's got a lot of, and that's kind of what they look to do. They look to get a guy that's got you know. One maybe two losses, but like thirty something wins has a name that people somewhat recognize. Like that's kind of what it is again. What and Tank he's, Davis does. Yeah, he's in that one thirty. Thirty one one and one. Yeah. Yeah, he's in that one thirty to one forty range, and I mean that's Tank eats him alive. Like we, you know, I mean, we watched his last fight and yeah, weren't so, very impressed with him. Yeah, so so bouncing off of you here, Jojo Diaz, his last fight was. Where was it? Over was it in Russia? No, it was in it was in Vegas or LA. Was it okay? Wherever it was, the way the way the he fought the a co- Russian, 
Right. He fought Rakimov. And yeah. and the way that the COVID was or whatever, like he didn't have access to his normal spa or whatever. So he was he was overweight by not a lot, like what, two pounds or something? He was three pounds. Is that one? Three pounds? Was, yeah, 133. Yeah, down. and he, he couldn't make the weight in um, – he said he didn't have his normal spawn. Rather than try and cut so much, he just gave up his belt on the on the on the uh, um, uh, on, on the, the scales. scales. And so, uh, he, and then they he fought Rakimov to a draw, which I th- I'm pretty sure you and I agreed with that decision at the time. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think we and, did. And and so, um, that being said, uh, I. We both criticized him at the time, and then next week, the following week, is when Burchelt uh, fought Valdez at 130, and then the weigh-in right before the fight, he was 146. So all the money swung to Valdez, and that's when Burchelt got knocked out because he was very weak from all all that um, uh, dehydration. And so I kind of went back and said, you know, I kind of give Jojo Diaz a little bit more of a pass in light of that, which you did not. No, so here, okay, anyway, yeah. fast forward to now. He's 135. He stepped in to fight Fortuna. Um, Fortuna's last fight, you know, he knocked out whoever it was. Ted round fight. Yeah, he's, it he's was. New, he's new to 135. He's fought a lot at 126 and 130s where he mainly fought. Yeah, and, and quite honestly, Fortuna is, he's kind of a wild swinger. Like, he's not very technical. Um, so for me, just getting into the predictions, um, I look for Diaz to outclass him, um, but I think Diaz is going to be reserved in terms of like going in for the stoppage. So I'm going to take Diaz on the cards. Um, how do you think this is going to play out? I agree. I think Diaz was on the card. I, I watched. I watched that Fortuna fight yesterday. Yeah, he likes to try to. He likes to really throw some haymakers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's just like wildly Wild. throwing haymakers. Yeah, very. Well. I'm surprised he's even ranked in the top ten. To be honest with you, at 135. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. I always kind of look. I, I I always look a box wreck, and the fact that he lost. He lost to Sosa. Um, I think it's Jason Sosa. The first. I think he was the first victim of the uh, Lomachenko no mas streak. That, yeah, he lost to Sosa. Yeah. Yeah, he lost to Sosa. It was a good fight. I mean, not that he's and Robert Easter Jr. Yeah, I mean, good. I mean, Sosa's a good fighter. I just, you know, I, I like to look at some guys to compare them. Yeah, I, I just think I think Diaz takes advantage of of just that wildness, and he's coming in. I, I think he knocks Fortuna down once in the fight, get catches him off balance. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Kind of. I like, can even see Fortuna knocking him down once, but I I, th- I think he kind of takes him on the cards. Yeah, I do too. So and I think this has an outside chance of being like fight of the year candidate. Like like if Fortuna actually comes out hot and knocks Diaz down, and then Diaz has to come back. I don't know about all that, but I'll... if he knocks if he knocks Diaz down early and Diaz has to like work his way back, I could see that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if if Tank Barrios is one of the greatest fights of all time, why can't this be fight of the year, right? Uh, that ended. You know what? <laughs> we we were kind of questioning that. People were like, "Fight of the year," and like, okay, it it did end up being a very good fight, Tank Barrios. But like, the first six rounds were just like snooze fest. So I I don't know. I I don't agree with that assessment. But this one I think can be sneaky good on on Dawson. If you if you're paying the five bucks a month for the or how much is what's the prescription the subscription? It's only nineteen bucks a month. Twenty bucks a month. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's well. Listen, I when I first got it, not that I want I need to be given more free advertising away than we already do in this show. I first got it for the fear or for the Joshua Ruiz um, 
the second fight. And I was like, yeah, you know, let me, you could just, or you could have just, back then you could have just ordered the one fight, which I don't think you can do anymore on, um, on DAZN. But I was like, oh, I'll keep it for a month. And they do do like some cool documentaries that, you know, I, I'm a sucker for those things. They do some, some, uh, weekly shows that are cool and they have, they have a bunch of old fights that are archived that, yeah, sure. I can go on YouTube and get them, but I can actually get like the real fight high quality on the app. So for 20 bucks a month and now that you know po we're post covid like the zone they they put out some really good fights like yeah I, yeah it's been I, good yeah there hasn't been there's been very few weekends where either ESPN or or Dazone hasn't really had something good so again if you're a boxing fan uh, yeah, they they have like other nonsense on there sometimes but i mean it's mainly just just boxing so i i recommend uh paying uh paying the 20 bucks for it um okay so uh, we both. What, so you're taking Diaz? What? I think Diaz will win on the cards too. And, and the other, you know, if Fortuna were to win, I think that kind of, you know, if we don't get some of the 135 fights, you know, Fortuna, you know, I think that puts him in line to fight Haney because no one else is going to fight Haney. Uh, yeah. Maybe Lomachenko if the TO rematch doesn't happen. Like I think. Yeah, yeah. I think the winner. I you know I think the winner of this fight I think gets you know gets a lot of good a opportunities good fight, yeah. with, with some guys. So that's why I agreed. You know, again, a fight a fight like this I really uh, I I like how it how it shapes the division. Going yeah, ag agreed. So JoJo Diaz is minus two thirty and Fortuna's plus one eighty. So tight tight odds. Um, could go either way. Um. On that note, the only other boxing news, which kind of kind of a bombshell here, just Bummer. dropped tonight, Thursday. Um, Fury Wilder delayed. Uh, Fury's camp has COVID, and Fury himself has tested positive for COVID. Fury has. That's the thing now. Yes, that's that's what I think. That's what I just sent you. Uh, oh, the Fury long. actually tested positive. Yes, before you started sending me pictures of Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> um. Oh wait a second, where'd it go? No, I'm pretty sure I saw that, but uh, I, I yeah. haven't seen anywhere where he's actually caught it because yeah. he's he's supposedly uh, vaccinated. I heard he doesn't have it, and Sugar Hill doesn't have it. Which, in that case, I don't understand why the fight's going to be postponed. Oh, okay, I don't know. Something that came across my uh, across my app that he. Oh, let's see now. I was going to say what you sent me definitely doesn't say that, but either way, it's uh. It's 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 awful. I mean, we were we were getting so pumped. Like I was ready. I just, of course, like I got. I was watching uh, on Saturday. They had Fox had a half hour special on the fight, uh, like they did last time. They're doing like a three parter, I think. And it got me got me back up and, and hyped again. Uh, and yeah, here just, you go, Dan Dan Raphael. Per source, Tyson Fury was one of the people in his camp who tested positive. Oh wow, that's. Yeah, that sucks. And just Dan Raphael. Yeah, I thought I saw that. Is um, <sighs> he's he's in some he's some kind of boxing journalist. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you there, brother. No, I was gonna say it sucks. I was I was just I was just starting to tell people um, that I was having a party in my house again, like I did for the second fight. Yeah, me too. I, I was yeah. just I was just <laughs> I was just like telling I was on the phone with my one buddy today. I was like I was like, yeah, just so you know, twenty fourth man, we're uh, you know we're gonna have a fight party. I was like I'm a loser and nobody will show, but feel free to come and uh, take some beer home with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sucks. It's dude, and now all those other the entire undercard that was gonna be awesome was all those heavyweights fighting each other. Oh yeah. I mean that just comes not that we get into this shit on the on the pod, but you know the irresponsibility of like Fury. It's, 
I mean, I mean, I know nobody can control it, but like Fury's out there dicking around all the time. It seems like you know, doesn't know that doesn't always look like he's extra, but extra cautious here. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're just out there living your life, uh, okay, but like. I mean, he's got a fight coming up. You got to be. Yeah, you got a fight coming up. Like, yeah, you need to be extra careful. Like, I'm not saying he's not, you know, taking care of himself, like training and things like that. But like, you need to be extra careful. Like when he was, <laughs> like when he was on set at the, uh, at the Taylor Ramirez fight without a shirt on, walking just doing around. Whatever. Yeah, like he's just not. But you know, know, and who knows? Like maybe he, he was vaccinated. I don't know. And like, yeah, I, I mean, it's only ninety five percent. And I and I've seen I've seen reports of like a lot more va- vaccinated people getting this Delta variant. So, I, dude, who knows? Like it's it's hard to say. Um, it's it's just it's gracious. We just can't have it's nice just, things. It's disappointing. And that was it was going to be perfect because we were going to get that fight, which I thought I think Wilder was going to win. To be honest with you, even though God, he's. He has dropped so far down my list of likable people. And oh, I know. Continue. And like, like he's what was that about... thing he said? Didn't he call Dylan White gay or something? Yeah, he said I think he's gay for me. Um, but then oh, like my, he's like, still what? going. But then he's still going on with the cheating. He's like, oh, you know, Fury's gonna. <laughs> like, did you hear him? Like, he was in an this interview a, a week mess. ago. There was an interview a week ago. He's like, oh, you know, Fury's gonna try to cheat again this time. I'm just like, dude, stop. Like, you know what? Because you you kind of had me almost almost coming around to the. Wow, to the Wilder KO, and then yeah, he, that, then he called Dylan White gay, and then he said whatever about um, cheating for like again and like quadruple down it, on just, it, and I'm just, just like, so dude, no way! He, like he's he's just gonna get embarrassed again by and like Fury's gonna be 300 pounds, so like uh, it's just uh, no way. I, I I I'm gonna take Fury, but either way, I mean. <laughs> Like I said, boxing fans were not allowed to have a nice thing. No. So now we got to wait till uh, I guess uh, is it? It's August twenty fourth, I think, or August twenty first is Pacquiao. Oh. Pacquiao Spence. Oh, is that what they said? Oh, okay, um, I guess, but I think uh, I think that they'll try and do it on Labor Day, the Fury card. No, it's they've already they, or the last thing I said is that October is when it's going to be. You know, at first I thought they would maybe try and do Halloween. Just because, That'd be I mean, cool. that would be nuts. But then I thought maybe they would do Labor Day just to, like, because people would have an extra day off. But I don't know. And what, have a, have a Sunday fight, I guess? Do I don't know. Do something crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like October, which just sucks. Like, it's so bad. And now because that, you know, it just pushes back a potential Joshua fight. I know. Which oh. is what's, what's, you know, what's going on there. Yeah, it, it sucks. I uh, it was really just like I said. I was getting all pumped to have a, have another bash, and then now it just sucks. And then now I have no now like I, I need reasons for people to come want to come hang out with me, and I now I'm running out of them. I don't know. I, I, so I typed in just to get uh, here the, to make sure Tyson Fury is one of the people who tested positive. I just typed his name in on Twitter, and our boy Dan over a CompuBox six hours ago tweeted that Jared Anderson knocked Tyson Fury out. In I, was that real? Yeah, I saw that. Is that real? I don't know. He He's referencing it. That is that. I don't know. Is that real? I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't, I sh- I wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. He's a big boy. Whew, can you imagine? In yeah. sparring, though? Whew. That should, happens. Should, it happens. Should they even be sparring each other? <laughs> uh, probably. Like, well, why not? They both have a huge fight coming up. They should, like, aren't they? Shouldn't they just be practicing and not, like, fighting someone who could kill them? Yeah, maybe. 
I don't know. I'm not a boxer anyway. Yeah. Well, I guess we got Charlotte. I mean, we got Charlotte next week, so at least we got one fight before the Pacquiao fight. The following week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, let me go to the home. Okay, when, just... when we when we started the pod, we kind of figured it would be more spaced out anyway, and then like with the COVID backup, I mean, it's been it nuts. Just... We were we were we were definitely off on that. I mean, These it's been one fight come, after yeah. another. So, oh, I mean... Fury is positive. Yeah, you know, it's on the boxing homepage. You're right. Shit. So that makes yeah. more sense for October because he'll need two weeks to get better, and then you another know, six week camp for camp. Yeah. Ugh, God, this sucks. Anyway, uh, is what it is. All right. Um, all right. Moving on from boxing. Um, Stanley Cup. So the biggest whoopsie probably in the history of our podcast. Um, <laughs> I thought there was like a five day layoff or four day layoff, whatever it was, because I couldn't read my app apparently. Uh, <laughs> but game. Uh, what was it? Game three or four, or whatever it was. They did have a game Monday, and then last night they had game five. So I guess it was four. A game over the weekend. Whatever it was. Series is over. Tampa Bay wins in five. They are now calling themselves Champa Bay because the Lightning have won two, the Bucks have won one, uh, and people are annoyed. Oh, they only won three championships. Oh, this and that. Dude, they just won back-to-back cups, and they're the reigning Super Bowl champs. Yeah, like, they just won three in the span of what? Like, kiss their, ki- yeah, kiss their grits for crying out loud. So, like, oh my Not god, even eighteen months in a year because like the... Brady was was what in the bay, like tossing the Lombardi around. Yeah. Like, they're gonna, you think they're gonna go on a boat and start throwing the, the Stanley Cup? Around? That would be awesome. Yeah. But anyway, man, they they were they were fantastic. Uh, I mean, Montreal. I was sitting there watching with my dad last night, Game Five, and like Montreal, like seemed almost uninterested in playing offense like they got shut out again by Vasilevsky like we're just waiting like okay like they're gonna eventually start pinching in and like taking chances right like they either couldn't or wouldn't like I don't know what the deal was um I kind of suggested they couldn't because they just weren't deep enough Tampa Bay dominated the puck they they I mean the fact that it was only one nothing probably speaks more to Carey Price but um, Vasilevsky won the Conn Smythe playoff MVP. He was fanta- fantastic. Um, I got his stats here for the playoffs. Um, don't hit the refresh. Give me the give me the uh, the playoff stats. So he he um, led the playoffs in save percentage 930, 937 with 1.9 goals against five shutouts in the playoffs, which led the playoffs. That means so wait say say that what was his save percentage? 937 93.7%. I was going to say so I mean okay, I was going to say so he saved They 93%. they just do it in decimals like a like a hit like a batting average. Sounds 937. Stupid. It's kind of stupid, but okay. Yeah, whatever. 1.90 goals against uh 16 wins uh most in the playoffs. He had 18 wins in the playoffs last year and they're back to back. So 34 wins in the playoffs. And the year before that, he won the Vezina when they went they won 62 games and they were the one seed and got swept in the first round by Columbus, eight seed over a one seed. So in three years, they've won 62 games and then subsequently were swept. They won the COVID year, and then they won this year. Like, just a juggernaut down there. I know they were, like, way over the cap this time around because of the, like, rule where if somebody gets injured, they don't count against the cap, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but... I, they they were awesome. Um, I, I have no problems calling them Champa Bay. I have no problems kissing the rings. 
they're they're I love the coach. I love the players. Mark Savard they picked up at the trade deadline. Um, you know he it's not like he was awesome or anything. But he was a solid piece. Like everything they did was right. Like. Stevie Wise not there anymore. He's with Detroit, but he set them all up that roster. Um, I mean, obviously they're gonna have to shed cap now, but like, all hail Tampa Bay. Five games, eat that, Montreal and the rest of the league. Um, which, a little tidbit here I'll say, which was, was interesting. Um, so we're sitting here, we're like, man, I can't believe we're watching hockey on July seventh. So, which that was the date, right? Yeah, so they 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 won, they clinched the cup on July seventh, right? Mm-hmm. which is, like, very unusual for hockey. But they also won last year. And I was like, man, that had to be weird, too, because that was a COVID year. They clinched the cup last year on September 28th, which is, like, obviously way unheard of because that's usually, like, the final preseason games right around yeah. there. So, like, the and I saw somebody do a poll, like, oh, who who is the better back-to-back champion? Um Pittsburgh or Tampa Bay? And I'm like, okay, this is a stupid question. They're they're both freaking back-to-back champions. Like, are we, yeah, are we even going to, like... Why is that even a... Yeah, like... Now, now not... on hot... Not, now on first take. Yeah, exactly. So it's just some shit. Like, like are we... Like, if they were, like, a single champion and it was, like, like the Lakers' bubble team, like, okay, like, we can clearly, like, judge them. Like, they were there was no away game. Mickey like, Mouse championship. Yeah, exactly. Like, but they were, like, in arenas. Now That's there were no you, fans. I understand. Yeah, exactly. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, boy, let's win our championship. Oh, um, <laughs> nah, but uh, it's just, uh, Teddy's gonna he's I, gonna be coming at us tomorrow. Now. I love it. <laughs> I just don't understand the hate for for like they're freaking awesome, man. It's not like this oh, yeah. is a fluke. Yeah, they won they won twice in a row and had the best team in the regular season the prior year. So yeah, you know, clearly, yeah, clearly, just they're amazing. Vasilevsky's yeah, Vasilevsky's the best goalie in the league. It's really not debatable anymore. Carry hat tip to Carey Price, Hullabuck. Uh, Flurry won the Vezina, but his career appears to be an inflection point yet again. Um, hey, I, I love it. Tampa Bay, uh, I can't wait to see what they do next year. So, good Give me stuff. Champa Bay. Champa Bay. <laughs> Hell, I mean, Brady's going to go out and win another one. So, keep them rolling. Well, oh, they only have three. I'm like, yeah, so far. like. <laughs> the, uh, I, uh, Plus, I got... the Rays are good. The Rays were in in the World Series in the uh, in the in the COVID year. So, yeah. and they're they're good again this year. So, I kind of want to. Uh, I kind of want to see. I kind of want to see Brady win again, just from all like the world class shit talking. He's like in jokes. He's made of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers over the last two weeks leading up to that match yesterday. It was pretty awesome. Or two days, whenever they had it. I. I, you I, know what? Because I got of whole, my medical. Sorry, go ahead. I, was, I just got a whole new level of respect for Tom Brady and just like how hilarious he he really can be. That that shit that shit yeah. had me fucking rolling. What was it? how many championships he have now? Seven or eight? Seven. Well, because like, yeah, Bar- Barkley made the joke. He's like, man, there's a lot of awesomeness out there. There's eight total Super Bowl championships right now between Brady and Rodgers. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, it seemed to be like after that. That seventh championship, like that's the one where he, he like got the confidence to start talking crap. <laughs> yeah. Like the first six, he was like, "All right, I'll stay humble." And the seventh one, he's like, "You know what? I can come out of my shell." Yeah. But he's like, um, he's like, "Oh, they didn't want they didn't want me." Okay. But maybe it was just him getting away from Belichick. Could be. Where he, he could actually like speak his mind and have um, fun. Um, but I, you know what? I, I'm glad you brought that up. Did you were you able to watch any of that? 
Uh, a little bit, not a ton. Who ended up winning? Do you even know? Uh, Rogers and uh, DeChambeau won. Okay. Rogers, Rogers hit some pretty clutch putts, apparently. Oh, did he? Yeah. I, so, I I was we had medical situations going on. I did I did I didn't see a lick of it. He like looks like a bum though. Like his hair's all long. Like he looks like super scrawny. Isn't he with that like Hollywood chick who like doesn't even know like what a football looks like? You mean woman? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> uh, I have no idea who he's dating. I know he used to date. Uh, was he dating Olivia Wilde at one point, Rogers? Or no, so. the race car chick, right? Oh, Danica Patrick? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, mean yeah. race car woman? Yes, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait till our later segment. Anyway. Oh, it's so good. So good. Uh, so that uh, that ties the bow on Champa Bay. Um, all right. Let's keep things moving here. Let me get my notes out for NASCAR. Sir, I'm requesting an extra minute. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Uh, just because we had a, a new course that I wanted to share a little bit extra thoughts on. You yeah. you let me know when it's my time to shine. Suns just keep stretching the lead. I see that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so Road America in Wisconsin. It was a four-mile road course. The fan seating was really cool. There was, like, fans in lawn chairs, on blankets. Uh, you know, this was a, a winding course that took up a lot of space so fans were just kind of like here there and everywhere it looked like a really cool place to check in a race i will say that uh there didn't look like there was one place where you could see the whole course which when you go to a nascar race you kind of expect to be able to see the whole course but not so much on an f1 so it was a little bit more of an f1 feel to it um the one thing i'll say about this course is the elevation changes were just epic there was a down the back stretch there was a huge hill they had to climb and it was like Wow, it was it was something to behold. Other road courses are more about like the weird and crazy turns. This was about like the elevation changes. Um, it was decent enough racing action. Uh, there was passing and whatnot, but I will say that the course was barely two lanes wide. So a lot of times when there was people tried to pass, they were like spinning off the course. And there was this one turn where they had like a sand pit basically. Um, where two cars, they had like uh, like the quicksand effect where their tires got stuck. And they had to get like like uh, pulled out of there. That was kind of crazy. Chase Elliott started at uh, 34th in the field and worked his way up all day until he eventually took the lead. And he held the lead uh, coming down the stretch. He stretched it to like a six-second lead and won his... He won six out of the last eight road courses. We picked him. Uh, it was our eighth win of the year. He's the new road king in NASCAR. Uh, he's only two away from uh, the most road wins ever. He's only 25 years old. So he's going to get that. This week, we're in Atlanta. One and a half mile uh, oval. 24 degrees banking. It's the second time we're there this year. Kyle Larson blew the race last time. Not the infamous one where I went nuts on him. But he did blow the race last time. And Ryan Blaney won. Uh, that being said, Kyle Larson's now in a backup car after that wreck a few weeks ago. We're gonna go with Larson at plus two twenty-five, Harvick ten to one, Hamlin ten to one, and William Byron at twelve to one. Alrighty. Was I was I a little bit over two minutes? Yeah, you were fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Four seconds. Uh, okay. Cool. Sweet. Sweet. So, said so Gove got a lot accomplished in four seconds junior year prom night. So, give it to you. It's true. Most most productive four seconds that he's ever seen. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, that being said, let's do the parlay. 
parlay, 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 parlay. We lost last week. My baseball team did not come through. Which I forgot to mention, you picked the boxing match, Colbert, that was minus 700 or something like that. Um, I, I really, picked. I, I really went out on the limb. Yeah, my baseball team did not. I mean, it was it was like a Coors Field, and it was like three to two, and it was two crappy pitchers. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Anyway, so um, Parlay, why don't you start us off? Uh, I'm gonna take the Bucks on Sunday, Game Three, home. Uh, with the points, or I'm sure they'll give me. Uh, actually, you know what? Yeah, take them, give them, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'll be curious to see if they're the favorite. I mean, it depends how this game shapes up, obviously. Uh, the Suns Sun- are Sunday's now. the 11th? Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, if the if the Suns hold on here and win, I, I think the Bucks definitely take game three. So uh, they'll probably be favored by like two or three points. So uh, you can give, they can give the points. I think they'll steamroll them. Okay. Um all right. Um, so I'm gonna say that let's take the over in the Do- Diamondbacks versus Dodgers baseball game on Sunday. Done. So we'll take the over in that baseball game, and we will take – I don't know what it is yet, and we'll take the Bucks with the points to cover or with whatever it is on Sunday. For the parlay, starting a new streak. Uh, uh, when does football start again? <laughs> I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what the Chanticleers like, like, do. Like, dude, we're gonna have to. Like, I, I can't. Even, I can't even fathom having to bet baseball for a month straight. I know, like a couple of days out too. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's just, it's just nuts. So, sweet, sweet. Let the good um, times roll. Yeah. Okay. Um. So if you're if you're working on beer two, crack them if you got them. Um. You uh you you gonna do beer too, Drew? Yeah, I guess I'll uh assume positions by myself. Three, two, one. Oh, I didn't even wait. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna drop I'm gonna you, drop another El Segundo here. Nice. Okay, I'm just gonna keep going with my blood of the unicorn hoppy red ale. Um from Pipeworks. Sweet. Sweet. Speaking of pipeworks and pipes, Pied Piper. What a segue! That's why you get paid the big bucks. Got that right. Um, yeah. So my my binge journey of um, Silicon Valley continues. Um, I got through season five, and the uh, just if if you've seen the show already, here's what the um, the episode uh, titles are: Grow Faster, Die, Reorientation, Chief Operating Officer. Tech Evangelist, Facial Recognition, Artificial Emotional Intelligence, Initial Coin Offering, and 51%. Um, so, yeah, the show continues to be amazing. Jared is probably hilarious. The new, the new, probably the new MVP. Probably the MVP of the season, Jared. Yeah, the MV, exactly. Definitely the MVP of the season. Um, Gilfoyle having his presentation ready for for the yes uh, we need to talk about that 
<laughs> I've for, got a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, I was I was waiting for you to get to that with the Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, and the, for the uh, uh, what do you want? The Piper cryptocurrency. Coin. Yeah, the Piper coin. And he's like Aristotle uh, defined currency as fungible or whatever, stable. And he's like, yeah, he's like you need to go through a few slides. <laughs> and he's like, there's some really good stuff in here that I put a lot of work into. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, Jared just continues to be hilarious. Um, Dinesh, as much as I think he's just kind of like the third wheel or the fifth wheel or whatever in every scene, him, his whole like weird thing with the Teslas was pretty funny. Him and, well, him and, him and Guilfoyle like, Guilfoy, like, getting the electric car, like little electric bike thing to... Oh yeah, just to spite <laughs> him. Yeah. That was great. The emotional intelligence. So that was, that was the, uh, the guy who they dumped like 120 million uh lori and them dumped 120 million into and that creep like built a robot that he could mess around with that was that was weird but it was funny he's definitely having sex with that robot right <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh and then I, I i really enjoy the way they weave like technology into it because the whole 51 percent thing with the phones and then shutting them off and stuff like i got a kick out of that that was good that was that was, that was good writing kiss my piss <laughs> yeah Kiss my piss. Oh man, and just great uh, stuff. Yeah, so continue to love the show. This was the first season without Ehrlich. Ehrlich. Um, so Jin Yang had like actually more than a couple lines and whatever. Again, I I think my uh, I, I'm not I'm not very amused by Jin Yang. I know other people are, yeah, but the um, only the only part of the season that I really liked with him this was just the one scene with the lawyer, <laughs> just because the lawyer's great. Ron Rafael from. Ron the Fl- one of the best names I've ever heard in a series. Ron the Flom. Yeah, uh, yeah. The first season's great. Why Delaware? Richie, lawyer, not lawyer. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just funny. He's like, no, no, sir, sir. It's the other. It's the other door. Shit. He's just with the chin. <laughs> Which is just great. Um, it's just the best scene of maybe the whole series when they're out looking for uh, Dinesh and. Um, and Jared are out looking for the K-Hole uh, CEO and creator Colin to get his users. And they're just in some, like, weird, like, weird rip-off version of Joshua Tree. And they're screaming. And the guy, some guy's like, shut up. And Jared goes, how would you like to die today, motherfucker? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, sir, it's not a real death threat. That, that, that it's not, is it's not of, a real death threat, no. One of, one of the all-time... Best scenes in a comedy show was that just out of nowhere, Jerry just said, "How would you like to die today?" <laughs> oh my god! All my buddies, so I tell them to watch this show, and my buddy that got me into this show were like, "There's this one scene in season five. You're you're gonna know what it is, and you're gonna text about it." So, <laughs> oh, it was it was hilarious. Oh, um, so great! I got a kick out of the uh, what, episode four, the tech evangelist, where the one guy was. Uh, he, he he gets signed up to be what one of the users of the, the new internet. Oh, uh, the Octopipers, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and he has this gay dating site, um, and he also says that he's he's like oh he's like I'm not weird I'm a total normal guy, me and my boyfriend go to church this and that and and then Richard repeats that to the presentation he's like oh yeah he's totally just a Christian this and that and that and everyone's like it's like you can't say somebody's a Christian in the valley it's like if they're gay it's totally fine but if they're a Christian that's outing them you can't do that and they're like well 95% of America is totally okay with being a Christian and he's like yeah but not the valley and I 
<laughs> I just got a kick out of that. <laughs> that, that was that was a good little yeah. interplay. That was funny. And we talked about it the other day that when he Richard starts like reciting off all the uh, all the all the different terms for all the slang for yeah, like all this, gay, all the slang for being gay that Russ Hanneman told him the season before. The guy's like, why do you know somebody? Uh, I forgot. I, I forgot where he picked that up. That's great that Russ Hannah. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was when Russ Hannah went to the outside when he's waiting to pick up his kid from school and he's at the wrong Donald school. Duck. Yeah. yeah. What's it, Donald Duck? It's <laughs> so good. Oh, man. You're, you, last, you got one season to go. One season to go, and then the show's done. So, Which, by the way, I, I was looking. Um, I was just like Googling some stuff on it, and I didn't realize that guy, Peter Gregory. Uh, the original like uh, yeah. venture capitalist guy, he died in the middle of the show. Like oh, the, the actor. actual actor did. Oh, well, I that's, guess that's that's why, why they... they pivoted away from him. Yeah, and then um, oh, wow, I was looking at um Monica's uh, which I guess is Amanda Crew. I was looking at her in- Instagram, and she had stuff in there about um, oh uh, yeah, you know we. We really miss you. It was, I guess, it was a couple years ago. She posted, and it was like, what's oh, her, we really... what's, her, what's her what's her actual name? Amanda Crew. Oh, so that's how you found out he was dead. You were like stalking her Instagram page. And, Absolutely, and, and creep uh, and creeping her, and then that's how you figured what? out. If gotcha. they're an actor, is that really creeping them? It's not <laughs> like guess... it was like my coworker or something. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's. <laughs> I, I guess that's fair. fair I'm in the middle of binging the series. I mean, sure, I, w- I I'll admit I was creeping them, but like, does that count? Yeah, fair point. <laughs> fair, fair, fair point. Uh, any hoodles? She's just yeah. got like a, she's just got a lot of weird like artsy photos on her. Th- is this wait? Is this? Yeah, that's it. Photo? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah, it was. Anyway, so um, that that was an interesting tidbit. How the guy? Oh, I see. Died. It. Oh God, it's like weird pictures of him. Anyway, well, that's when they did. Well, that's when they did the oh the funeral actual for oh the actual for like, Peter episode. Gregory. Yeah, and, and and if you read the post, she's like. You know, we made this goofy about Peter Gregory, but really we were celebrating your life, and you would have loved it, and this and that. So, yeah, gotcha. That's how they got to Lori. Uh, yeah, I... Uh... Anyway, great great show. It, you know, keep, keep following along. If I got one more season to binge. Um, oh, it's going to be great. And then, to round this out this week, a cu- couple things. Um, one... Episode four of this podcast, we there was a trio of trailers that we discussed that we were interested in. One of them was Let Him Go, which I think came out in theaters, and we were like, should we risk COVID risk to go COVID, see yeah, that? I, I, I just re-listened to the pod like two hours ago. Yeah. yeah. We, we, gonna, we, said, we said that for like every move, every trailer that we looked at. Like, we could have risked COVID for this? <laughs> yeah. Is this, is this a COVID-riskable movie? Yeah, we're like, basically. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so we waited for it to come for free uh, on HBO Max, and yeah. so we watched it. So it's kind of cool that we've been around long enough now that, like, yeah, a trailer that came out, like, in October, and now we've, we're watching them for free. <laughs> um, so, again, the non-spoiler version, um, it is – we weren't sure what period it was. It was in the early 1960s. You were right and on that. I was wrong. Yeah, I was pretty close. And um, basically, what happens is um, Diane Lane and uh, Kevin Costner's son uh, is married with a child, with a little boy, and he has a horse riding accident and dies. And the girl, the the daughter in law, remarries. Little does she know, it's abusive, weird ass family. 
and takes the boy away, and then they're gonna go get the get go get the grandson back. Their their blood, and craziness ensues from there. Um, yeah, and one one thing that we also got wrong in our I guess assumptions when watching the trailer, we thought that the, the daughter in law died. died. Yeah, which she and did not. she did not. Yes, yes. exactly. Correct. Um, that so that being said, I would you know last point of non spoilers before we get into it, I would say that. I would recommend watching it for sure. I agree. Okay, so now let's get into this. I would watch this over Coca Melon. Yes. Am I saying that right now? Coca Melon. Yes. Yes. Coca Melon. Um. So, um, dude, I really liked it. I, I, like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's gonna, I'm not rewriting my Costner top five, but like, I really liked it. I thought it was good flick. Yeah. Go ahead. My turn. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I thought we would just play off each other. Oh yeah, but yeah sure. Uh, I liked it too. Um, I think I don't think it intended to give off like what I thought watching it. I I, I don't know how we should do this. Well, what? Like I just I came away thinking like Diane Lane's character was like the worst person alive. <laughs> Like I really didn't like her. Um, I like, I I don't think that was the intent of the movie, but like she she had flaws. Yeah, no, I, I noticed the same thing. So, I guess let's let's get into the spoiler alert. So yeah, yeah. To your point, it, it starts off with their son dying. I guess they're. I I thought that maybe this was like gonna be so, they were gonna really play off of the John Dutton character because like they're on a ranch. There's horses. Costner, he's like the the yeah the. The patriarch. I, I was waiting for him to say something about a train station, um, <laughs> and the son, uh, the horse comes back without the son, and he finds him dead in the field. I thought that a wee, I thought that we were gonna find out that the wee boy killed him, and like there was some secret, like he was in love, like, he felt like this guy wanted his wife, and then you know when he was out by himself, he ended up killing him, but it just yeah. didn't happen. But anyway, uh, then they take off, and then Diane Lane, like. She's just she sees you know she sees uh, the new husband smack you know smack the grandson and then hit the former daughter-in-law and then when they take off it she's hell bent on going to get them and bringing the grandson back to live with them. Yes. It would have been I wouldn't have disliked her character so much if what we thought in the original podcast about the daughter-in-law being dead was right because yes. because I was with Kevin Costner at the time. It's like that's that's not your like like that's not your son like that like that's his mother like it, it if that's yeah what yeah she wants, so like and I get it like there's the abuse exactly exactly right because she she so you know basically this abusive new guy takes the the son and and the the daughter-in-law. From Montana to North Dakota. Was it North Dakota. Okay, and he, they just up and leave, and Diane Lane's like, "We're gonna go and take our grandson back." But like, the son's with his mother, so, and then she just flat out suggests to the mother, like, "Let us take him," and she's like, "No, like it's yeah. my son." Yeah. And then she's like, "All right, well, you come too." Like, and as like, the throw-in. <laughs> yeah, and after like Costner like brought that up to her like twelve times. So what's the play? Like she's just gonna give you, give you, or give you, give you her son like with a big smile on her face. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, she she was extremely flawed. Plus, they were clearly putting themselves in danger. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Plus, they, there were scenes where she was just 
kind of a bitch um, about um, how, like, t- like to her daughter-in-law, like, oh, you're drawing the bathwater all wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so, she, I, I did not, yeah, I, and again, I don't think it was, I think it was supposed to be more of, you know, you know, <laughs> you rooting for her and Kevin Costner to get the grandson back, and I, I was just like, man, you are the worst. Um, yeah, she, she was, she was pretty dumb. Yeah, so they, so they, they end up in North Dakota, and every time they go looking for these wee boys, it's like super shit, it's a super shady situation, everybody's got these weird looks on their face. Until Super fi- creepy family, yeah. <laughs> Until finally somebody goes, "Oh, don't worry. If if you're looking for a wee boy, they'll find you." Which uh, did you notice the scar in that guy's yeah, neck? Yeah, I did. Which I'll 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 get kind to of it. an ominous sign. I have two. Yeah, I have two pep. I have two two like not pet peeves, but two things I didn't like about the sh- about the movie, which I'll get to. Um, so they finally they finally find an uncle who like is this the 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 guys from I he played uh, he was the main character in Burn Notice I should have looked up his name but he plays this creepy uncle with a weird rapey vibe um, <laughs> and Bill Bill Weeboy yeah and Jeffrey get, Donovan and it's it's basically like yeah well you're gonna come to this ranch and eat dinner with us we're not gonna let you see your grandson so like another red flag so they go out there and they meet Blanche who's the mother she's got all these guys she's got all these boys and they're trying to get in their car which another red flag and then you know they're <laughs> they're basically blaming she's blaming them for her son not inviting them to her their wedding. All kinds of red flags with this weirdo family, and then Donnie, Donnie, the daughter-in-law, and the grandson come home, and after like thirty seconds, the 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 wee boy mother's yelling him to go to bed. It, it just all kinds of like just yeah. So so weirdness. basically, the 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 new husband is is one of uh what three or four sons to this yeah. matriarch who's just a total psychopath creep, and yeah. her sons are psychopath creeps, and so. For them to try and go get this kid in the 19, early 1960s from from North Dakota to go to uh, Montana was like the wrong call. So they like and and everyone in the town like covers for them. So they they uh, eventually try and get the son back. And one thing leads to another. They cut off Kevin Costner's fingers with an axe. Like, which what do you think of that part? Uh, I was was not expecting that. I didn't think he was actually gonna do it. So Me either I was just like, oh, this guy's like definitely like the uh, the puss of the family. That's like a constant disappointment. You're a disappointment to your parents. Uh, yeah. And like he just wasn't going to do it. It was going to be for show. And then he actually cut off his fingers. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, exactly. I was like, well, here we go. Yes, I, I guess that's where we are. Now. But sure, sure enough. I mean, Ke- Kevin Costner rallies. Uh, they go. They do. But even like, the, then they're in the hospital, and then the uh, like the sheriff. The comes sheriff in comes. And, and and that's it, what I'm saying. The sheriff like covers for the wee boys and everything because they like run the town and. Um, yeah, yeah. And and basically, Kevin Costner, um, you know, rallies and they do go save the son, but Kevin Costner dies in the process. Yeah, he likes. Uh, he, and he and he kills he kills all the wee boys. Yeah. Well, I guess then, Donnie. I guess Donnie like just burns to death because he just knocked him out with a shotgun, right? Like he didn't actually shoot him. Oh, I don't know. They're all dead. Kevin Costner and all the wee boys are dead, and Diane Lane, the daughter-in-law, and the and the grandson get to go back. Um, yeah. Well, here's yeah. So acting, I thought everybody was really yeah. good. 
All right, so let, let let's get into this. So we're introducing our a new scale here. Where oh, we, we're doing that. Oh, we're doing that tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh we, are you not ready? Oh no, yeah. Come on, I'm born ready, bro. Come okay, on. so we're we're gonna do this new scale. It's 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 a five, three stars, five different categories, where we add them up individually, and then we we're gonna average average the uh, the two of us together. So the five categories are acting, writing, plot, feel, and rewatchability. Um, so out of three stars with decimal points, it could be a, to a max of 15 out of 15. So acting, I had the movie at 2.5 out of 3. I thought the acting was really good. Yeah, I had it at a 3. And, and the woman who played Blanche, the matriarch of the Wee Boys, Leslie per Manville, I thought she did really good. Uh, all right, we'll do the per 36 after. Okay. I'll give okay. I'll get, I, I give the acting a three. I thought I thought everybody acted their roles absolutely perfectly. Perf yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, they were. The acting was really good. Uh, writing, I give it a two point two five. I thought it, I thought it was really good. Uh, I gave it a one and a half. Oh, why didn't you think it was as good? Oh, uh, because well, I'll get into my next two points. Well, well, let's do the, let's finish the rating thing. Okay, first. plot. I have it as two point seven five. Um, I, the only thing I thought it was missing was a twist, like you said, like oh, like actually he had this was his old girlfriend from the past, and he like I, I was waiting for some kind of twist. I guess the biggest twist was Kevin Costner's hand, like like getting chopped. <laughs> but like there, other than that, so I gave it a two point seven five. I thought it was really good, but I thought it could add like one more element. I, I I gave the plot a three. I think like my plot and rating, the plot or the plot and the rating is like blended together. Okay. So like it's really like a two for <laughs> for that combined for me. But yeah. Um. How about feel? How would you think of the feel of it? Uh, two. I gave it two point two five. I thought they nailed the period. The cars were really cool for that era. Um, that basically them like you know using like dumb phones to like call from town to town to figure out where the where like to basically track down where the grandson was taken to i, I thought it was pretty cool 2.25 rewatchability i had it at 1.75 you know. you could you could rewatch it again but i didn't it's not something you're like oh let me click let me click this on like i got i got it as a one yeah exactly it's like, like I said, it's a good movie but it's again it's not one where for a drama it's pretty rewatchable re for a suspense but like for uh like for an actual like overall movie like well plus one of the biggest one of the biggest like one of the biggest things was when they cut his fingers off and it's like you're not going to get that reaction again you know yeah exactly it. so um, so so my total of those five ended up being 11 and a half do you have your total 10 and a half so it's 11 so we gave it 11 out of 15 really good uh, i mean i think that's pretty fair so it's a little bit over two out of three stars if we're going that that route um 11, 11 out of fifteen, and then the other the other asterisk that we're doing to this is uh, every movie Drew's gonna give his roll tiedness. It's, uh, it's like the, it's like the Powerball. You get five numbers and then the Powerball. So Drew's roll tied Powerball number. Yeah, How, uh, well, uh, I don't know. I was going number, but I'll tell you, Diane Lane still roll tied, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Still roll tied. Everyone else, okay, but yeah, Diane. Three out of five. Yeah, Diane Lane can still steal steal a scene just with the guy. She's she's just a gorgeous woman. She really is. So uh, it made me it made it made me even like angrier that like I just did not like her character at all. Um, two, here's the two things I didn't like about the movie. Uh, 
Maybe just well, actually, and maybe, and they, I think they go hand in hand. Well, let's do this first. Per thirty six, mine's Blanche. I think I there's mean, only two people that could get it, and I, I had to go with Blanche. Okay, who was the other one? Uh, Rapey Bill, whatever his name was, the uncle. <laughs> um, I mean, she she did very very well. Yeah, she was awesome. Um, so good. Yeah, I got a. I didn't like that they never. They never explain to you about the Wee Boys. So, like, what why do they, they never explain it? Did I miss it? Like, did I maybe did I miss this? Like, why do they? What do they do that they like? Why do they run the town? Like, why? Why are uh, they? I, I like who? I, what, I like, like, who why, are they? Why does that need explained? I think it's just because I because I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, well, what do they do? It's like it's these like four. It's like not even. It's just these like three brothers, this creepy well, I, uncle, and like this mom. Like, what do they do? Like, why do they run the town? Um, I think it's... They're just, not even in the town. They're in, like, a ranch that's, like, you know, an hour out of the town. It just didn't make any... That didn't make any sense to me. It's, like, could can we explain... Can we use any of the time in this movie to just explain, like, why the Wee Boys are, like, so crucial to this town that the sheriff's basically saying that, uh, yeah, you, uh, you forced them to cut your fingers off, sir. You need to get out of here. Yeah, I, I, uh... I I personally did not need more backstory on the Wee Boys. I th- I think it's just one of those things that like, hey, you know what? This is, the like I mean, 1960s. That's 60 years ago, Drew. I mean, I think it was yeah, but it's things... usually yeah, but like there's usually some behind it. Like they're like running dope or okay, but okay. So so let me so let me yeah okay because you know why? Because they had a total vibe of those weirdos from Ozarks. With uh, who was that lady? Darlene Marty Bird. Okay, but, so they're criminals. Like, I, yeah, but they're, they're, I don't, I don't even, I don't know what they do. Like, that's the problem. I just. But didn't why know. do they? I, I don't understand why you. Because I, because I, I want, I want to know why it is that they're, uh, that they're able okay, to. Okay, listen, if, let me tell you this. Uh, Have you ever yeah. seen the movie um, Deliverance? Who's in that? Deliverance. Um, Nate. Uh, is it Ned Beatty or? No, probably not. Then. Um, it's That's, the one is that from, a western? No, it's the one from back in the day. Uh, Burt Reynolds, uh, where they um, uh, they they go down that kayaking uh, trip in West Virginia, and they get like raped by the crazy uh, freaking rednecks in West Virginia. You never no. never saw that one. No. So the point is, is that there are, and it's. It still exists in America today, but very much so before the technology era. There are pockets of weird-ass backwoods America where, like the there, like the law doesn't matter, and the red, like the rednecks of that area run it, and it does. Like that's the point. Like you don't. There's no backstory. It's that this is so far out from society that we run stuff around here, like. Awesome. And that's okay. exactly what, um, like that's exactly what Deliverance was. And that was kind of like what this was. They're like, yeah, we're the law. Like, uh, how do they got to that point in that family? I don't know. Like, but that's kind of what's uh, that's kind of the deal. Yeah. Okay. I. What I was the other thing that. you didn't like about it? Well, and I was gonna say this, and this was hand in hand. Like, the the Native American like orphan guy. Yeah. Like instead of I, I understand. He he was supposed to represent like what the grandson would become if they left him with the wee boys. Somebody that was taken away from his actual family became something else, and now he's alone trying to escape from that. 
and doesn't have family. Like, I get it. Like, okay. Like, I get what you're trying to do. But, like, to me, I was kind of like, do we need to see? Like, could we could we use this time we're wasting here uh, out in the, you know, what looked like some, you know, they're just, like, sightseeing the mountains. Could we use that time to maybe talk about the Wee Boys a little <laughs> a little bit? Um, so it just went hand in hand for me. I was like, I would have rather, I would have rather had some more insight into the Wee Boy family than than that scene. Yeah, um, those two scenes, I should say. I didn't even real. That's a really good point by you. I didn't even realize that that was like the. I think it was it. like I don't know. I mean, you know, it could have been. Yeah. I see. I I always think that like it's more of like a social commentary on like. Hey, like these Native Americans get ripped out of their natural families and natural. Cultures. Well, I think that, but yeah, I think that was supposed to be in line with like the grandson being ripped out of their family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I no, what, it, yeah, it, that, it probably was why, both. Yeah, yeah now that you say that, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so. um, but yeah, that was it. And again, I Diane Lane. But he just, he was kind of just like stuck in there. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I I don't think the movie wanted me to hate Diane Lane and everything she did, especially because Kevin Costner the entire time was I'm probably gonna pay the price for all this. I'm gonna pay the price for this and then he loses his fingers then gets shot in the heart try because she didn't listen to him and she got in the way again so yes that is true but now she can live or try to live uh her son's life vicariously through the grandson cool <laughs> yeah exactly so but yeah i i definitely i you know i definitely would recommend to watch it there's just those couple again just a couple of little nitpicks that i was just like eh. Yeah, no, it was a good one. It was a good one to watch. Uh, you know, Friday night with your with your with your babe, uh, or your or your guy. Pop some popcorn. Your Donald Duck. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna we'll have to figure about next week. We got a, a couple options. Oh, Devin Booker's starting to feel it. Um, I got a couple options. I'm gonna throw at you for next week. So okay, I'll, I'll be looking forward to my homework assignment. Well. On that note, Drew, uh, like I said, we're going to keep it light. I got, well, hold I got on, family. Me, I, okay. uh, yeah, well, I was going to say, I did just want to bring up uh, 25th. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 20 – God, someone doesn't read the notes section. Um, <laughs> uh, 25th anniversary, man, of the day the change professional wrestling this week. Twenty fifth anniversary, man. He's the third man. The Hulk He's Hogan, the third man. Dude, the Hulk Hogan heel turn, uh, the, one of the most shocking turns in professional wrestling, forms the NWO and changes just changes the entire script and uh, begins the greatest era in professional wrestling. Uh, and so as we're talking about, because we talked about the screw job when uh, we had, I think it was the twenty fourth, twenty third anniversary. Like yeah. Uh, Back earlier, I think it was our fifth podcast. I'm just, I'll never get over that. That didn't get uh, a lot more hits. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was such a significant time because now I think people, you know, people, you know, don't don't consider wrestling, you know, 
I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a certain taste of people that like wrestling. Um, but man, everybody loved this stuff in like the mid nineties. Like it was like awesome to be like rocking your NWO shirt or your, your Austin three sixteen or your DX stuff, man. Like it was just cool. Uh, and I just remember I was like, I guess in 96, what was I 12? And like, I'm still like this young kid thinking like this stuff's real. Like I didn't understand some of the inner workings. Like I didn't, I, I know our buddy Teddy, I know he filed like the quote unquote dirt sheets and you know, some of the insider stuff, but like I never did that. So like a lot of stuff, like I, I didn't realize like that Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, like left the WWE. So like when Scott Hall showed up on nitro out of nowhere, I was just like, I remember yelling down to my brother. I'm like, dude, Razor Ramones on WCW, turn on TNT. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like going nuts. I'm like, oh my God, like what just happened? And then two weeks later, Kevin Nash shows up. I'm like, dude, Diesel's on, put it on. <laughs> I'm like going nuts. You know what I mean? It's like a little kid. And this was like such a cool thing. Like they, you know, it was the first time they went and they did a, more of a reality based storyline. Cause at that point it was all like gimmicky cartoony shit in wrestling. And this was so cool. Like they powerbombed Eric Bischoff through a table at the Great American Bash, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, and I'm just thinking, like, dude, this is like legit happening. Like, some of this stuff might be, you know, predetermined, but this is real. Uh, and then it, it, the whole thing was this third man. Who's the third man? Uh, and you know, it ends up. I remember I was watching <laughs> the Fuzzy Channel to watch the wrestling pay-per-views if you if in the old school tvs if you turned like if you had cable but if you turned the tv station to a certain channel like the actual tv itself you could get like pay-per-view but it would be scrambly but you could hear it and like you'd get the you'd get the picture for like five seconds and then it would be fuzzy again um and i remember watching it and as soon as it came out and hogan comes down i don't for whatever reason i i go to my brother i'm like i was like dude i think hogan's the third man and and he actually ended up being it. I was like, oh my god, this is really happening. And then Hogan he lays the leg drop on Savage, and he cuts just one of the best promos ever. Where you know forever it was say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and you know do all this stuff. And then he's basically saying all these fans can stick it. So much trash was thrown in the ring. Fans tried to get in the ring, and they're just beating the crap out of them on the outside. Dude, it was so awesome. Um, I just, I, again, I'll never forget where I was and just watching it kind of unfold. And then the next couple of weeks, they like, they're showing up randomly at Nitro and like attacking guys backstage. And like, they th I, remember, I remember Rey Mysterio jumped off a trailer. They caught him and they threw him like a dart. And I'm like, oh my God, I think they just killed Rey Mysterio. <laughs> it was just so cool, man. Um, but a couple of like cool nippets, or like, maybe you wouldn't know um, that you might find interesting. The, the rumor for months was that, uh, remember King Mabel? Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of the dirt sheets thought he was going to be the third guy. Oh, man. <laughs> like, really? Can you, can you imagine, like, at the letdown, like, he was the third guy? No. Um, it took them, a it took them I think, like, three months to convince Hogan to, to, to be the guy to turn. Because Hogan was always, like, I think Hogan, I think I was, when I listened to some of the podcast, I know you weren't a fan of the one podcast me and Teddy had you listen to, but Bischoff does one that's similar. And he was like, yeah, like when I first pitched it to Hulk, he just looked at me and said, listen, man, until you walk a mile in my red and yellow boots, you can't ask me to do that. Because, you know, his entire um, merchandise, everything's based on these little kids like loving Hulk Hogan. And he's like, yeah, I can't I can't become a bad guy. But, you know, he was he was starting to get stale and like starting to actually get booed by a lot of fans that kind of were getting over the whole like older teen like that new 18 to 
34, 40 demographic that they were starting to go for. So eventually uh, he ended up calling Bischoff and said, I'm, I'm the third guy. Because they were going to pivot. It was going to be Sting because uh, they were like, well, we got to do something. It's got to be like shocking. So Sting was like the longest tenured WCW guy. They were like, well, we'll just we'll use Sting. And then when Hogan did it, that was that was a wrap. Um but yeah, dude, it was so cool. Like the NWO, I, 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 and I was all, I, I was all in on the bad guys. I, I loved all, except for Austin because I was a heart guy. But I like, I was always rocking the NWO. I had an NWO shirt. I was like, oh, these guys are the best. Then Rodman joined them, and Rodman's my third favorite. Rodman's my third favorite player of all time. He's out there, he's out there delivering diamond cutters, skipping practice for the NBA Finals. Uh, they were just so cool, uh, you know. And figured, just wanted to. Uh, Wanted to touch on it since it was the 20, 25th anniversary. I know our, our buddies at the Nightcap Recap uh, talked about it a little bit on their their live show tonight, but I think I think you can go to their site and and check out uh, check out their video. But yeah, man, it was uh, awesome. Were you were you watching at that point when the NWO became a thing? You know what? I was. It's funny. This is this is so funny because I was fiercely brand loyal to wwe at that point uh, okay i like i like refused to watch and uh wcw and the only thing that got me to switch to watch some wcw for like a little bit was the whole wolf pack oh. <laughs> wolf pack's back causing mass destruction, destruction. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when they, the when bad they had the whole boys wrestling away thing yeah too sweet yeah so like um like I watched a little, a little bit of that, but I, I was very brand loyal to WWF. Okay. And so I, I did not like, and again, yeah, because I, I got into wrestling like early '90s, like early to mid '90s. Yeah. Well, apparently that's the only year I remember. <laughs> but um, you know, so so Hogan, I was just kind of like over Hogan at that point. I didn't care. Right. And so like. Him going to WCW, I was like, yeah, that doesn't move the needle for me just because I didn't grow up with Hogan as, like, a, a little Like the kid. icon, yeah, like the icon and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, he was the, the face of the league for however long, but, like, I, 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 I was coming into it after that, so I didn't really care. Right. I, I was into Lex Luger. I was like, oh, man, he slammed he slammed Yokozuna. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. We'll, we'll have to, we're going to have to do it. me, it's, like, the, just uh, coming in, like – like all all their crap that they were pushing, like me coming in, like right at that time, I just ate it up. I was like, okay, cool. I love Lex Luger. <laughs> you were you, <laughs> like, you, you were trying to get a ticket for the Lex Express. Oh my, yeah, I didn't care. I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it ran through. Uh, it ran through Monessen at some point. Uh, I, I went to a house house show in Pittsburgh in like I don't even know what year ninety. It was probably ninety four. I know. You're, but that was there was the casket match, right? Yes, yes. And I thought they were all real, and I was like, wait. I was like, is he dead? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's like, don't uh, they have a show coming up and in your house? I was like, I don't get it. Like, he's... Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, it was so cool. Was, I said it was, yeah. it was It was. such a time, uh, great time to be a wrestling fan. I, I remember I would tape, because, like, DVR wasn't a thing then. So, like, we would, ta- we would tape one show on... Um, like our downstairs VCR and watch the other one like upstairs and we'd flip during commercials but then we'd like after like Raw was over we'd go or night whatever had like the better main event we yeah. would watch we would watch that and then we would just watch the, the go video, watch the, the tape after tape. yeah like yeah watch the <laughs> tape cool. after and then Nitro they started doing Nitro replays after so it was like alright we'll watch WWE first and then we'll watch the 
watch Legend. And Twitter, like Twitter wasn't a thing, so it's not like something could be spoiled like ten seconds after it happened. So like you could just basically live like in a relaxed like period in your house and be like, all right, well no one's no one's gonna tell me that uh, Sting is gonna drop from the rafters and uh, yeah, you know, beat everybody with a bat and then strap strap DDP on and go up back into the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. So awesome, but yeah, like I said, awesome time. I've obviously wasted money on two vintage T-shirts at the NWO and the Bash at the Beach this week because that's all I do is waste money on T-shirts. Yeah, sweet. All right, fun, fun, fun Funzies. discussion. Sorry, a little funzy sidebar. That was good stuff. Get my geek on. All right, Drew. On that note, uh, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round You got an open count Toss it out Everybody's cold right now Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talk about anything that makes you get loud